Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews and reviews. We have it all and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. No, you're gross. You know you're gross. I don't see, I don't... Whoa, 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 that's not what we do here on FC. That's what I do. <laughs> adjusting himself in his car with the lights on. He doesn't yeah. even turn the light off in his car. Uh, Gremlins too. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> ah, dads. Gotta love him. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> but whenever, you, whenever you're comfy. Is it recording? All right. Why don't you shut the f*** up? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it's because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, or perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or every listener is podcast right now. Although I don't think you can review on Spotify, so it's just a rate, right? Is it there, is just yeah. a rate, I believe. So yeah. So hey, what's up? Oh, you've done that fifty times. That's right. I should have said that. Welcome to the one hundredth episode of Forgotten. Don't do it. Of- Woo! You told you I was going to do yeah, it. I know you did. <laughs> so yes, I can't. I can't. I don't know if you want to take time now to discuss. You know, the unbelievable nature of having 100 episodes staring at each other. We've done it. We have. We're done. We've tolerated each other for 100 episodes. Well, I mean, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Semi-tolerated? Yeah. So I'm very, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's 100 episodes. That's a a lot. I'm proud of us. You edited 100 episodes. Oh, my God. I did episode. Oh, my God. I didn't even (laughs) think about that. Not at this moment. You, You right now, you're at 92, but. Right, because we're, we're eight, ahead, we're, but... we're, we're, we're eight, not ten, because uh, of holidays. Well, no, because there's also the one episode we are we are not using. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know. What, what do you have? What are your thoughts about being a hundred episodes in, Butler? What well, are they? Well, I'm proud of us for sticking to it. You know, right. we've missed one week. We thought it would be a good idea to take off July Fourth, our first year. Yep, and uh, we shouldn't have. Yep, uh, there was no need for that. But other than that, I mean, we've come out every week. We record. We're ahead of time. You know, I mean, this is a little bit of a back padding thing, but oh. I'm, I'm proud that we stuck with it. Oh. You know, we've upgraded our microphones. We got extra foam on the wall, soundproofing. My you know. wall, my wall, not your, your wall. wall. Yeah. I said the wall. I, I, know, I, I know, wall? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, we've, 
we've stuck we stuck to our guns and i'm i'm proud of us this is funny because you're always negative like you are mr negative oh yeah you complain about everything everything <laughs> we need to do this we need to do that and I'm always telling you, like, it's fine. We'll just keep going. Keep going. We're good. We're good. Uh, you know, I think I remember when we've talked about this before, but when people were always to start something, whether it's a podcast or writing or, or a film, whatever, you know, doing a short film, they always talk about doing it. And it's like, just do it. Just start. Right. And, you know, if we were sitting around and when we didn't just do it, like when our first episode was The Burbs, which we were doing in my dining room upstairs. With no sound proofing. Oh yeah, super echoey. Right. <laughs> and you know, to the point where like we had to do the if you ever listen to our first episode, we have a little uh what is it, disclaimer at the beginning where we we're like, listen, we didn't know. We were like, you know, and that was for a couple episodes they were like that, right? They were a little echoey because we were up there for a little bit. We were up there, we were doing like small tests of what it sounded yeah. like, but we were just going for well, it. But you know, that's that's the whole point. Like the the process of listening to a show or following along with hopefully you're you've been following along with us for a while where see how we far we've come in terms of even the format of the show. Like we had a specific format that we were going to do for the show. And now oh yeah, where we stuck to the paper. Yeah. Like, oh, now it's time for this. Like, yeah. Now, yeah. And it would just became like, no, 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 the show's a lot better. Like we figured it out and we're right. still figuring it out. We're, you know, we're trying to get into more video and, but you know, keep this podcast as the base and, and, you know, we've obviously joined the forgotten or formed for forgotten entertainment and, mm -hmm. you know, brought out other podcasts, brought on other people and just, you know, collaborating with a bunch of people and stuff like that and being guests on other shows. And, you know, I know that I think the pandemic has kind of stilted our ability to bring guests on our show. Right. But it, that is definitely something in the future that we want to do. We do it. We don't want it to just be me and you staring at each other while those, you know, like the original recipe kind of thing. Like we do want to have guests on the show that have their suggestions. You don't like, so you're going to still stare at me. No, I got you. We'll always, we'll always be looking for it. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess, oh. I guess here's to a hundred more, hopefully, or at least a hundred more successful ones. Here's to a thousand more. Okay, relax. <laughs> right. And uh, this is not my whole life going to be doing this. That's right. Oh boy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we got that over with, let's get How into it. Do I have at the nursing home? Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take some time to see field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to nursing home. Wake up. You Oh yeah. No. Your kids are going to decide. No, no, that. no, they're not. I will make sure that does not happen. Trust me. <laughs> uh, the stubborn live long enough. So I will, I will, just get angrier and more stubborn. That's how that's how that's gonna work. Hey Phil, you wanna record? I don't freaking wanna record. Movies, they stink. All right, well, we're gonna talk about this stupid movie then, all right? Then just, these movies aren't that you used to make movies back in the 80s. Eat your applesauce and do the summer. <laughs> God, I hate applesauce. All right. What? I I'm not a fan. It's okay. You're a fool. Oh, come on. I Does anybody it. really? I love applesauce. Really? Because I've seen you eat applesauce the amount of time I've known you. Never. I've well, never bringing, seen you eat applesauce. Well, bringing it to work and eating applesauce. Well, if you love lunch. it so much, you'd think you'd have it with you. I bring it. To, I eat it with most of my dinners. Really? Yeah. Like you like you have like what? A steak and there's a side of applesauce? Not really steak. Salmon, applesauce. I hot dogs, applesauce. Ew. Hot dogs Kielbasa. and Hold on. Kielbasa, Hot dogs and applesauce? Not like, what is that? I'm not pouring it on it like ketchup. Well, I don't know now. Although sometimes I do dip Ew. It. But... <laughs> Applesauce and kielbasa, applesauce and hot dog, whatever, whatever. Disgusting. You're disgusting. No, that's disgusting. Sweet and savory that's, kind that's of thing. Disgusting. Hot dogs are disgusting. Although I do like them. Well, I don't eat sometimes. meat, so yeah, there you go. I like fake hot dogs. I'll, I'll have some fake there hot you dogs, go. but you know, not fake kielbasa. Uh, I don't. Do they make that? Fobasa? I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're off the rails here. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. Let's get into what people is. They don't give a shit about any of that stuff. So, um. 
So let's get into the movie we're doing this week for our 100th episode, which just seems like a weird movie to do for a 100th episode. We are doing, Mike, what are we doing? Pop star. Never stop. Never stop. Now, this is your pick. Yes. Okay. Well, tell everyone what it's about, and then I guess get into the facts. All right. When his new album fails to sell records, pop and rap superstar Connor For Real goes into a major tailspin and watches his celebrity high life begin to collapse. He'll try anything to bounce back, anything except reuniting with his old rap group, The Style Boys. That's boys with a Z. (laughs) (laughs) Was that it? That's it. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's pretty clear why this is forgotten, but... um... Anyways, pop star, never stop. I'm going to say pop star. I'm not saying the whole title. Pop star, (laughs) rise around time of 87 minutes, which is something I always like for a comedy. It's rated R, production budget of $20 million. Release date was June 3rd, 2016. So almost four years ago, five years ago, excuse me. Opening weekend, it did 4.7 million, domestic 9.6, and then worldwide uh, 9.6, but it made like maybe 50,000 more or something like that. Yeah, This is considered a box office bomb. Right, I can see that. All right. Production copy Perfect World Pictures, Apatow Company, and The Lonely Island, and distributed by Universal Pictures. So this movie came out on June 3rd. It came up against Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. One of Butler's favorite. Is that the first one or the second one for the CG? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, who cares? And it, uh, is that, I thought it was called TMNT. The, the, no, that's the, the, that's the CGI one that came out in like 2006 that was... okay. Attached to the original three. No, I think this is the second one because this is 2016. Do you remember a Turtles movie after that? Mm -hmm. No, that's probably it. Yeah. That's probably the one with Krang and it was whatever. They're not good. (laughs) (laughs) You also had Me Before You and Love and Friendship on the 10th of June. This is, I think we saw this movie together. You had Warcraft, right? Yes. Yeah. The Conjuring 2 and Now You See Me 2. Now You See Me 2 is not good. I'm actually not a huge fan of Now You See Me. I don't mind Now You See Me. Like, it was like, okay, I watched it. I'm good. But it's not a movie like, oh, I got to get this on Blu-ray. Right. You know, anything like that. And then when they made the second one, so obviously made money because you're not going to get a second oh, one. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it's got a lot of stars in it. Yeah. Then you went on May 27th. You had X. This is the week before you had X-Men Apocalypse. Not good. <laughs> and Alice Through the Looking Glass. And I don't even know if I saw that one. I know I saw the first one, which was the... Tim Burton one. Did he do this one? I think he did do this one as well. I don't know if I saw this one. Uh, who cares? <laughs> Those are really bad. Uh, so you had uh, two directors here. So I, I'm obviously, if you don't know about The Lonely Island, why don't you let everyone know about The Lonely Island? Well, they're kind of like a comedy musical group uh, formed by three friends. Andy Samberg, obviously, is, everybody knows Andy Samberg from SNL, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Hot Rod, and Popstar. Um, uh, that's my stuff, but go ahead. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep uh, going. Then Jorma Tacone. I think his name is Tacone, not Tacone. And then Akiva Schaefer. And both the three of them formed The Lonely Island. Uh, Jorma and Akiva, I believe, were writers on SNL. They were. Uh, and directed. With, with Andy. Uh, who's a, who was on who it? Was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Obviously, one of the performers. Yeah, 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 call, yeah. I don't know what you call a Saturday Night Live actor, a performer, a star. Uh, it's sketch performer, yeah. sketch comedy. Perform- yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Lonely Island. I mean, I'm sure you've heard their songs. You've heard Everything Is Awesome in the Lego Movie and stuff like that. So they have a ton of videos. Yeah, they're yeah. all like funny rap rock kind of hybrid songs. Yeah, yeah. There's three friends doing what they do, and you know they got a break on SNL, and that just catapulted them to wherever they're doing right now. Right. So I, I that, that I thought that would be a lot easier than me just going through all their stuff. So that works for you. <laughs> well, you know, obviously, Dakota uh, is responsible for MacGruber, which we did a while ago. Right. Schaefer had directed Hot Rod, which you talked about. 
Uh, Sandberg's also on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the TV show. I think that's still going on, right? It just moved it, it channels. Is, it, just got, it moved channels to NBC because that's mm. who produced it originally. Right, right. And they delayed their new season because of COVID and also all that police stuff. Right. So right. They've, Well, they've, they're going to address that, aren't they? They are. That's why they threw out the first six episodes and they rewrote. I don't, the watch, Bro- I don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's, I think you'd like it. It is, it is good. I don't know. It's quick. That's and fine. It's lighthearted. Yeah, I it's, guess. it's a good quick watch. I don't know. You know, maybe I would do it if you ever you ever watched anything I recommended to you. I'll get to the expanse. No. I want to watch the expanse. No, you don't because you don't. Because here's the thing: but nobody I know watches this show, and I can't talk to anybody about it. Dave watches the expanse. I can't talk to anybody that I really want to talk to about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. By the time this episode airs, I will have probably watched the expanse mm. for you, buddy. Mm. Update. It's eight weeks later. I did watch The Expanse. I binged the whole thing in like no time at all. It's the best show ever. In fact, stop this podcast right now. Just stop it. It doesn't matter. Go watch The Expanse. Go watch The Expanse. It's the best show ever. And then have you you tell five friends and they're going to tell five friends and then they tell five friends. And maybe instead of one more season, we get like a thousand more seasons because The Expanse should never stop. It's the best show. It's on Amazon Prime. Just go on Prime. Go watch the show. The Expanse. Watch it. Watch it. It's great. Anyway, Sandberg's also in the more recently Palm Springs, which is up for a bunch of awards. Uh, for, well, Golden Globe Awards, so let's calm down. <laughs> I still uh, have to watch that, too. It's, uh, it's okay. It's not bad. But I'm not, well, I'm not really willing to just kind of give it the laurels like everyone else's. It's, I, you know, it's fine. Maybe I should watch it again. Maybe I'm just old fuddy-duddy. Uh, cinematography by Brandon Trost, who has done the Halloween 2 from 2009, the Rob Zombie one. He's done the interview and Can You Ever Forgive Me more recently. Composer Matthew Compton, who's done the TV show Death Valley. He's also MacGruber in Palm Springs. Obviously, the connection there. Edited by three people. I don't know why. Hmm. You had Craig Alpert, who did Knocked Up, The Campaign. Uh, and he's also doing, I guess, the new, this Suicide Squad is called The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, the new one. Yeah. Oh, come on. Jamie Gross, who did Booksmart, Game Night, and the documentary Murder Ball. Well, I'm wondering if. Because the the more experience with the doc, that's it, what I'm thinking. Yeah, One's if, a documentary, this, one yeah, this is like a mockumentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had Stacy Schroeder, who has done Disaster Artist. She more recently Sonic the Hedgehog and the upcoming Cinderella. And you have the so the Lonely Island obviously produces as well, but you also had Judd Apatow and Rodney Rothman. Apatow produces all his own movies. He's done The Big Sick, Begin Again, and Heavyweights. More Heavyweights, I think, is one of his earlier ones. Rodney Rothman has won an Oscar for producing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and he's also done Forgetting Sarah Marshall, among other things. So uh, the cast we already talked about, you know, Sandberg's Connor. Owen is played by, uh, who'd you say, Tacone? I think it's Tacone. Yeah. Well, if we got it wrong, it's fine. Sorry, Jorma. It, like they listen nobody listens to us oh. uh, and then you had Schaefer playing Lawrence so those are those are the three friends Connor Owen and Lawrence Connor for real uh, Sarah Silverman plays Paula she is the his PR is Connor's PR mm-hmm. she's in Battle of Sexes there's something about Mary and Evolution amongst obviously her uh, stand-up career Tim Meadows is Harry he's there Harry is their manager or yes he's Connor's manager but he was the Style Boys manager originally he's in Mean Girls the ladies man and more recently Hoobie Halloween which was on Netflix uh, he's also obviously from SNL Maya Rudolph plays Deborah <laughs> with the origins of Deborah she is from the way way back Bridesmaids Inherent Vice and obviously SNL you can see the connection there Joan Cusack as Tilly she is Connor's mother She's actually been nominated for two Oscars, which I did not know. One for Working Girl and the other for In and Out. I also did not know. I know. I, uh, but they're great performances. So, yes, well done. Uh, she's also <laughs> in Arlington Road and Gross Point Blank. Imo- Imogene Poots as Ashley, who is Connor's 
girlfriend who then leaves him for Seal. She plays, <laughs> she's in Green Room. 28 Weeks Later, and more recently, Black Christmas. And then we had Chris Redd, who plays Hunter. What was his last name? Hunter. What, are, Hungry, what was his, uh, his, not his last name, but his, um, his stage name? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I, I totally blocked on it. Uh, he is, he's in Joker, which I didn't realize, but I think it's like a smaller part. He's also, uh, he's on the upcoming TV show, Keenan, I guess, uh, coming out. That's probably out by the time we I thought he did. I, this. Yeah. Hunter the Hungry. Hunter the Hungry. That's right. He, Chris Redd is actually one of my favorite people in this movie. I think he's really funny. And he's also on SNL. He's actually on SNL now. And then you had a bunch of. Uh, so many. Guests. There's so many cameos. There's so many people that are playing themselves within the music industry. But uh, you had you had Will Arnett as the CMZ reporter uh, in the cameo for there. And then you had Bill Hader as Zippy, who, who likes to flatline yep. a little <laughs> F-line sesh, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and then uh, Will Forte's in this movie. I didn't. He's, he plays a bagpipe player. Did you see him? Yeah. Where? I think he plays at uh, the funeral. For Is the, he in the, the background? Funeral, I yeah. Oh, I totally missed it. OK. All right. All right. So then, you know, uh, as I told Butler before this, there's not a lot of facts here. No. And I don't want this to devolve into us just doing quotes, but I, why don't you talk about maybe why you selected this? Let's, let's start there. And then, cause I, I, I know why it's forgotten simply because it's funny and it's a box office bomb. Right. Obviously. But why did you want to put this movie on the list? I mean, this is only movies only like five years old. So it's really kind of, you need to validate this forgotten cinema. Uh, movie. <laughs> well, one, like, like we said, it was a bomb. Nobody watched this movie and it is really, really funny. And I, I think, I'm really surprised it was such a bomb considering the Lonely Island's popularity. But I think maybe people thought this movie was not just like a funny movie, but a joke in itself. Okay. They didn't want to bother watching it or it wasn't something movie wise. It's also not a summer release. Yeah. June 3rd is a weird release. I don't know why. I mean, it's this is a movie that I mean, I, I not that you want to dump it, but this, it's got no big stars for anybody over the age of like no, no one, you know, 45 plus. Well, where would you put this movie then? March, October, September. Something like, funny, yeah, but I guess. like where it's got no competition. Maybe not the that end of movies August. that came maybe the, out. Were good. Maybe the end of the summer. That's true too. Yeah, maybe that. Like it's something to look forward to. It's something funny, but something that you're not gonna you're gonna bring your kids to Turtles, or you're gonna watch, you know, Warcraft, thinking it's gonna be the next big fantasy movie. Even though, yeah, that's the thing. It wasn't good. These but. movies that are around it, like yeah, I know I can sit here and tell you that X Men Apocalypse is terrible, but people wanted to it's see still it. X-Men, yeah, right, people were yeah. looking to see it. Uh, even like The Conjuring 2 was probably your biggest one the week after because The Conjuring was such a huge hit. Strangely enough, it was also probably the best out of the group that you Well, made. there's a third one coming, right? Uh, fourth one. Is it a fourth? What's the third no. one? I don't remember. No, I thought the third one's coming to HBO Max. Is it the third? I thought the fourth, that's the fourth one. Well, it could be the third one. What's the third one They've about? had so many spinoffs now. I don't even know. <laughs> I, no, I think, I, <laughs> you think no, you're thinking of Annabelle one? and Annabelle creation. Well, right, but that. I thought there was also a third, but I'm probably wrong. No, I think the right, third one's the coming. Third? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're not watching. You're, and those people that, the people that are watching The Conjuring are the people you are going to get to watch pop stars. Well, that's right. that age group as well. So and like horror and comedy usually have very similar groups yeah. of people. So I think that's a reason why it's forgotten, but it's, it's, I picked this and put it on the list because I think it's it's really, really funny. It's really well written. It's a really good satire on the music industry. Uh, the songs are well well written and kind of uh, not kind of funny. They are funny. And because I enjoyed the experience of watching it with you <laughs> because we back when the theater was more readily open and available, and we worked more often. We would screen the movies every Thursday. Right. And on the clock, baby. <laughs> that's well for you, yeah. <laughs> and then it became. You know, what do we want to watch next Thursday? Right. I don't think we're going to watch anything. I was like, you don't want to watch Popsicle? I don't really like, I don't really want to watch that. Yeah. And yeah. then we watch it. We were both laughing our asses off in yeah. the theater. So 
I, I remember having good memories of watching that movie. It's Aww. really funny. And I was like, so this is a movie more people should watch if they like comedy because it is it is really well done and really funny. See, the thing is with Lonely Island, I don't have any. I don't have any experience with Lonely Island. And this is going to be where our age difference comes into play here. Okay. Because like, I've never seen any of their videos. Now I know of them. I've okay. seen parts of them. I, and I was looking through like, obviously they have a ton of them. Yeah. I, my experience with them is through SNL is through the shorts, the digital shorts. That they that's did. how they, yeah, they yeah. start with their digital shorts. Right. I get that. Uh, so that's where my experience is with them. And I think this has a lot to do with, uh, because do you even watch like MTV anymore for videos? Uh, no. Exactly. I never really was a big music video guy anyway. Right. Because I felt like it took away from, although some of them are well done, it takes away from your experience of forming the video in your head, kind of. But that's where I would have, that's if this, let's say this was, they were around when I was your age. Right. When they first hit. That's where I would have experienced That's the them. thing. You have no friends going, yo, you need to watch this video. It's so right. funny and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. There is no YouTube back then. There is no any of this stuff. So I think that's why I've never really kind of experienced any of that. So I going, I knew of them. I knew all the digital shorts. I knew the all Natalie that stuff. Rap and stuff yeah, like that. yeah. Yeah. That stuff, that stuff is all funny, but that, you know, and I don't even think I didn't, I didn't like hot rod. Okay. And I know they did Hot Rod 2 as well. Like that was them, right? They did Hot Rod 2? No, 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 no. I meant like Hot Rod Comma oh, 2. Com <laughs> yeah, they did Hot Rod, yes. Yeah, so I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Uh, so maybe that's probably why too. So there was a lot going in that I'm just not, I'm not a huge Sandberg guy. Yes, he's funny, but I just don't think he's as funny as a lot of people like. And that's fine. That's just about taste. That's, that's you know. Right. I still think Adam Sandler's funny at times. I know he's so terrible and certain. I get that, but. You know, that's just what's what you grow up with and what you kind of who you think's funny and who you think's not funny. Right. But that's all. And, and but, you know, he's it is funny. It's a funny movie. I just going into it, I wasn't I wasn't anticipating liking it. Right. OK, so that's probably why uh, that 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 was my hesitation and probably why, I w you know, I was pleasantly surprised that it was funny and stuff like that. But I don't know if like, if they have such a big following. How does this movie not do better? Do you know what I mean? I think their big following is YouTube people or, you know, music. It's like, just stick to your thing. It's like they're known for music videos. So there might not be maybe a big carryover in terms of people who want to watch a movie. Okay, I get it. that. But we're in an age now where you are given roles or you are given producers, uh, producer roles right. for shows that you want to do based upon your Instagram followers, based upon how your presence on social media. So these... Maybe you think they're like, if you could even say this in the early 2000s, they're before their time. They are before. I think they're before their time. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say that's that's now that's the mm -hmm. last two, two or three years. And, you know, they might be popular and funny and stuff like that to to my age group. But my age group is already too old. Yeah. You know, they're already and they're older than me. They're in their late 30s, early 40s, I believe. So, I mean, I can't believe this movie couldn't do more gone. than its budget. I'd be shocked if this movie didn't do okay on video or on demand. Speaking of that. Oh, do you have that? So funny you should say that. So this movie was released on Blu-ray and DVD on September 13th, 2016. According to Wikipedia, as of June 16th, 2017, which is almost a year, it made $1.1 million in home media sales. Okay. Now, I don't know since then. It's three. Now we're like four years removed from that. Right. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it would keep making a million each year. No. But it's made one, it made one million its first almost year. Okay. Now this is now, I mean, streaming is not, it's funny because this is like five, four or five, six years ago. And even now compared to back then, streaming is so much different. Right. You know what I mean? So it's really, I wonder if this movie had a June 3rd release date in the theaters and then July came out on streaming 
Like, you know what I mean? Or like, I wonder if it would perform better at home. I think this would have performed great on Netflix for free. Okay. Yeah. You know. Well, they would have to sell it to Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that yeah. But I, and it, and this right now still isn't free streaming. You still have to rent it. So I, that's what I don't understand about, you know, or not what I don't understand. I think somebody should put this movie on that because I think if people had the chance to go, oh yeah, I like the Lonely Island, they'll watch it, but they're not going to pay, you know, fifteen dollars to watch an eighty-seven minute movie long, you know, Lonely Island music video, which it's not. It's it's more than that. Mm-hmm. But people probably going into it are thinking it's just an extended Lonely Island music video. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So I think. Because they put out, um, there's tons of songs that aren't even in the movie. I know that's like tons like, and tons of cut songs. Yeah, and then there's they just did on Netflix a, like a baseball by oh the short the unauthorized yeah. yeah the Bash Brothers one yeah about Canseco and Mark McGuire yeah yeah, yeah which yeah. some of that was funny it was really weird but yeah. some of it was all right but if they like I'm surprised they haven't gone hey do you want pop star or somebody should sell you pop star or something but that's obviously not in their hands I'm sure yeah. it's in the hands of Universal well this film was expected to gross seven million dollars its opening weekend and it only grows four point six obviously or four point seven right so it was like Connor for Real's album <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the movie a little bit. What, hmm, what is, I guess, what do you like the most? What do you think is the funniest moment in this movie? How about that? Oh, the funniest moment? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't, I don't, don't even ask me mine because I have no idea. There are so many funny moments. I would say, I mean, I, I really like obviously when the fans are rushing his limo and that he's talking oh, about the, the, yeah. the boobs right there. These are awesome boobs. And then one of the fans puts his, uh, his, his penis on the window yeah, and just yeah. starts wiggling it about and kind of has to sign it. <laughs> That's pretty good, but I think the B moment, the moment with the B, I was just gonna say the B fight, yeah, is just so out of nowhere and so stupid. <laughs> and I think that's probably the funniest moment. So Butler's talking about they, Connor's upset about his album sales, so he wants to talk to his manager private. So they tell the cameras to put it down, so it's just black, and then you just see the words talking, and it's like because it's really like quiet. And all of a sudden, what's the stupid B? And then all of a sudden, all these bees attack him. He's like, <laughs> get the flamethrower! Get the flamethrower! He's just like, oh, he's like, get marked, get marked! Oh my god, it's the queen! <laughs> Tell me, you guys got that? You told us to put the cameras down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was funny. I like the um, the tricycle when he's talking about the tricycle. He's like, what do you, you tricycle three wheels? What happens when you take away the third wheel? What do you get? You get a bicycle. Don't use that. That's not good. <laughs> let me ask you this question would you hire somebody to be your perspective manipulator or would you in fact take a job as a perspective manipulator i knew you were gonna ask (laughs) (laughs) well you told me a while ago that we don't fight enough on the podcast so i'm trying to (laughs) you tall son of a bitch i guess like if let's say you and i Let's say forgot cinema blew up. And we have to go do like uh, we have to go do a red carpet yeah. together. Well, we would be able to do it together. I, I would absolutely have a perspective. <laughs> Phil must be like eight foot five. Look at Butler next yeah. to this two foot. I, how stupid would that be if like we're like I have to like bend down? Hey, exactly. What's going on, guys? I, I would just wear Robert Downey Jr. shoes. <laughs> what does he wear? Lifts. Oh yeah, he's uh, my height. Oh come on, really? Yeah. He when does he wear? Well, all what, the time? What's, this, what's this disappointment? Some people are short. Field, get over I, I get that, but why? Why is it such a big deal? Like, who cares? I don't know. His his lifts are very obvious. I mean, listen, I like it. I, I don't. I listen. I, I don't, I'm, I'll be wearing lifts when I get. I, I don't mind the attention now. when people need me to get stuff on the top shelf. That's I, fine. I'm sure you don't. <laughs> Coming from the perspective of a tall person, it's not that bad. Just be your own height, man. It's weird because when you're <laughs> tall, not that when you're tall and you're in a crowd, I used to be like, why is everyone looking at me? And it's like. It's because you're popping out and everyone's just looking like that's the thing yeah. they see. You I would never think, be a spy. I, I always thought people were just like staring. I would always be like, what's that freaking dude staring at me? What the heck? And then I realized like, oh, wait, 
I'm tall. You should just be winking at people. No, that's just weird. Making them yeah, all really? Then I'd be just canceled like in uncom- five seconds. I mean, the dudes that walk in, just like wink at them, make uh, them uncomfortable. Cool. These days, I'd be canceled regardless. <laughs> 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 I wanted to ask you something. Speaking of that, speaking of the, the hypersensitivity of whatever, of, of the world. Right. The not gay song. Now, I think it's funny. I'm best, hang on. I think it's funny. Right. And it works. Yeah. It's very funny. But do you later on when he's looks like Matthew Modine in the, in the mask <laughs> he's got his makeup, and yeah. he's talking about, oh, I just feel so great. And he says, oh, that song is was so offensive. Do you think they put that joke in there to to avoid people not understanding that the not gay song is specifically satirical and, and uh, you know, idiotic in the song in and of itself? Oh, I don't think so. Well, that's what I'm do, saying. Do you I'm, think they did? I'm wondering. I'm just I'm honestly I'm just asking the question because I think you get enough in the video where people are just like staring at him like, what's this problem? Like I get like that's where you get that moment where people's like, he's an idiot. I think he's just realizing that his lyrics are terrible. But like I'm wondering. So that's the song they chose. But I'm wondering if they, offensive. you know, I get it. But I'm wondering right. when he when he references it in the movie, is he doing that to. Is it is is it to be funny? Because it's not a funny joke. It's okay. It's not a. It's not one of the I funnier jokes. Like, yeah. Or is he doing it so that we can be like we can root for him? Or is he doing it so that the audience understands that he we know that it's bad, like that kind of thing? I think it's a, so we can root for him and also to understand that his lyrics are because he, he needs to understand that he's the person who puts it all together, but he's not necessarily the person that does lyrics or the music. Under that's understandable, but all their lyrics are ridiculous. Like they're all ridiculous. You don't like these are the things. In no, my no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying they're all ridiculous in a good way. Like, no, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, they're not any, none of it's serious. I gotcha. So I think in this world, you're supposed to imagine that the lyrics are serious. Yeah. Like clearly that he's, his popularity means that none of this is satirical in the world of pop star. I got you. I got you. I'm just curious. I really didn't have a hill to die on either way. I think the song is funny. And I think that, you know, obviously it's stupid, him saying it at the bar, that's fine. I, you know, I, yeah. we always talk about in comedies that even though, because his comedy is pretty much a, a surrealistic comedy where it's just it's a parody, it's everything's crazy. You know, he's he's falling asleep on a Segway in the middle of the LA freeway, <laughs> you know, like that kind of like that's, yeah, like you know, Seal getting attacked Seal by wolves is so good. Yeah, that's all. That's I just, but you do have to have moments where you have to make people feel for the characters, and I think they do that well. Definitely with Owen and him, the stuff with Lawrence is more comedic oh for sure yeah but the stuff with him and owen like when he makes him eat dog shit pancakes and he's just like i could have told you to fuck off long ago and all that stuff. you like, didn't know you passed the test yeah like that stuff is good and that stuff you need that stuff there right you need well you need to care about the care you need something to latch on to you need yeah. some kind of emotional core yeah um i really like the seal scene now i'm thinking about the seal well when he gets attacked when he attacks and he beats the first wolf is that how you got the stars how do you think wolves. i got these yeah. stars Fucking wolves, fucking wolves. And then the other wolf just eats Which them. is, that's not how he got those scars. It is not, but it's it was still funny. <laughs> and it's funny that they play along. I like Mariah Carey coming after Hunter. Oh, you back also. I, thought <laughs> you were like, yeah, I, thought I like Hunter. I think Hunter's like, when he's trying to, like, no, but if I did do that, I'd, that, be, the greatest, I'd be the greatest the ever. But maybe I did, but I didn't, but maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the crazy eyes the whole time and then like when they fight and when they're singing together as long as like yo i did that (laughs) (laughs) it was me and i love i love tim meadows character in this tim meadows when he slaps him when he slaps him for some respect young blood then he comes back like oh my god i I thought tony 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 and he's like the lost member of tony 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 tim meadows is uh, the, the ladies man is not a great film 
It's but it's okay. It's it's Tim Meadows is good. He's the best part of the ladies' man. No, the I, I disagree. Oh, the you know. best part of the ladies' man is when Will Ferrell's oiling up to wrestle. Oh, that's oh good too. my god, I can't <laughs> stop. I was like, oh yeah, let's just get him. Like, <laughs> 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 but uh, Tim, like Tim, Tim Meadows is good in Mean Girls. Like he's funny in that, and they don't. And when he's like, when in Mean Girls, when he's trying to have the conversation with everybody, but hey, let's talk about, let's talk about the, all the women. And they just start talking about their periods. And he's just like, all right, I cannot do this. <laughs> <laughs> but he's funny. He's, uh, I think he's a, he's a really good supporting character in any comedy, but I, you know, I'd like to see him in other stuff too, but who cares? Yeah. He's doing, he's doing what he's doing. He's got a great couple episode arc in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine where he comes back and he's a good character as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they must be friends, or obviously. I'm sure the, all the yeah. SNL crew seem to hang out because Maya Rudolph's in this. Oh yeah, because I see Chevy Chase all but... the time with uh, all the SNL. Oh crew. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh he's burnt his bridges. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. But Maya Rudolph scene is funny. Yeah, yep. You know when she says the N word, the heart drops the heart. Oh, and they they never. It's funny as you hear it in the background when not that when she says it, but she says it, and then you hear like, oh, what hard are there? Like, yeah. but you never see them. You just hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah, this is great. Uh, it's Deborah. Oh, okay, Deborah. Uh, what's that from? I think it comes from the root Deborah. <laughs> well, the scene that Mike's talking about is when they're taking Connor Farrell's new album and putting it in all the Aquaspin appliances. Like heave, uh, refrigerators and microwaves and toasters. That's actually supposed to be a reference to when U2 did that. And they when U2 added their album to all the iTunes accounts without people's permission. Right. <laughs> so that's supposed to be a reference to that. And I guess another reference is the, it's really a quick moment, but the onstage breakup of the style boys when they're fighting yep. is supposed to be is similar to a real life incident between Glenn Fry and Don Felder on the, from the Eagles in the eighties and the 1980. Oh, really? So it's supposed to be kind of like that. I don't know if it's exactly that, but, but it's supposed to be a yeah, on that. Yeah. And I, and the other one of the, the, the only other fact note I have here <laughs> is uh, the shots of the crowds are mainly from one direction concerts. I was wondering how yeah. they got some of the shots. I don't know about when they came around uh, and they're on stage. They must right. have just filled the front, but everything else is just one direction. Uh, maybe not the one where he's like, oh, the one in the back. And there's that one dude in the back. I wonder if that's how they got Simon Cowell. Because oh, he's One Direction's producer. Oh, maybe. So maybe he was like, all right, yeah, you can well, use that. Well, they're clearly at his house. They're clearly oh, just they, at they, his... They're yeah. probably friends with everybody yeah, yeah, they have yeah, on yeah. the thing. So I had wondered if they had played the, the final song at the Grammys and they just used it in the movie or not. Well, you can tell when they are behind them on the right. stage at the end of the movie, they're not there. You know what I mean? Like they're putting them in there. Right. And they do show like shots of people within the crowd at the Grammys, but you obviously it's stock footage. You can yeah, tell yeah. it's not real, but everything front facing is obviously them on stage and they just filter in the stage in between. So yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, you that makes a lot more sense then. There's no way they're going to get a $20 million budget. You're not going to get all those people in there. Well, that's why I wondered if they just kind of appeared or it was their guest appearances on certain things. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny when he, he looks up at the crowd. Is that one guy? Yeah, you go Connor for real. <laughs> so I mentioned that Will Arnett's uh, plays the CMZ do, which is supposed to be, this is all supposed to be TMZ and they're making right. TMZ. I just, I didn't think that stuff was funny. Not as funny. Um, I thought, I thought it was people trying to be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was that was a kind of a different kind of comedy than yes. I enjoy. That's very similar to the kind of comedy that Eric Andre does. Okay. Which, and he's obviously one of the CMZ guys. And I'm not a huge fan of Eric Andre's comedy. I know a lot of people are. What's his what's his what's his comedy like different? Just really bizarre. Like the scene where they all laugh and he's laughing and mm -hmm. he's laughing too much mm -hmm. and he goes way overboard with a laugh. That's kind of what he does his, his whole his entire show. Yeah. Um and he's got Hannibal Burris on it, which I really like Hannibal, but 
it's just yeah it's not my kind of comedy it's just not it's it's like i said it, it seems more like hey let's be yeah, see how funny we can be right i mean i do they are doing a good riff oh, on it. i mean that's exactly no, no, what the tmz no. show is i, I got you that that's it's it's i'm not saying it's not funny it's just not it's not the funniest thing in the right in the, no yeah. i agree I think after this after this podcast, I think I'm going to try to fit in an F line sesh. They <laughs> <laughs> shit my pants? No, no, uh, but not this time. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing in this movie I thought could have been a little bit expanded on, or I thought would have had more to do with the movie, is uh, Connor for Real's mom. Okay, Tilly? I really thought Joan Cusack would have more to do in there. Like he brings her up, like he's disappointed in what she's doing because obviously she wants to live vicariously through him she's going to the party she's doing cocaine she's partying too much trying to live the life that she wanted to have and i really thought that would come back in the movie and it never does yeah she's not in it that long john Q- john cusack's not in this movie that long she's got that one scene and that's it you would think that she would pop in at the end when he goes back home to lick his wounds almost right and she doesn't and then he finds out that the because his always his turtle he always assumed that his turtle was given to him by his mother, mm-hmm. but it was, it was given to him by his two friends. And then he has that realization that, you know, they've always been there for him. And, but yeah, but then they never, they kind of glossed over it because they never really say like, well, if that's the case, then your mother's not a good influence at all. And she just, you know what I mean? Like well, she I think just, you get that. Cause even when he's having his meltdown, she's touring with fallout, boy. but you never, but you never have any kind of moment where he either comes to terms with that, tells her off reconciliation. Yeah. yeah I think you're right. I think it, and now this movie's 87 minutes long, so maybe there, they had it and it didn't fit and it kind of dragged maybe, it a yeah, little. I mean, I like that. It's the fact that it's, it runs at a really nice pace. Mm-hmm. So that probably would have dragged it down. I'm just surprised they had that at all. Then it's what's, funny is that that turns this the paula character sarah silverman's character usually in movies like this the pr person is like i'm thinking debbie mazer from entourage is like you know no ball like they're just always at it they don't care they have no scruples they're just all about you know getting things yeah, done yeah uh or the they, character from the boys right they don't have any kind of emotional attachment to the people that they're working with because to be fair, most PR people don't have just one client, but every time you see these movies, they do. Yeah. Uh, so, so that turns her into almost the surrogate mother character and the sympathetic character. So where you actually, she's a good influence on his life. She takes him out and makes him go see uh, Owen play. She's cheering for him when the style boards get back together. So it's, it's funny because it, it turns, you kind of ignore the mother character and turn her into a negative but you never see her on screen. So people really don't reflect it that much. Plus again, this is a, a comedy. So who right. cares, you know, but you, that turns another character who is normally somebody who is in, in the movie like this, the bad guy person or the bad influence and turn them into a positive influence. So it's, it's interesting how that worked out. Yeah. I and mean, it's a nice different turn. Exactly. And that could be more like what they experience, you know, as, oh, sure. you know, people in the business themselves. Maybe I think they it's, have, they yeah. like their PR person. I think it's a trope or it's, it's an easy thing to, to have the PR person be a negative. Like there's always like the producer's always a jerk. The producer's always, you know, or the manager is, the manager's is, yeah, the manager is stealing money from Which you. In this case, he's like a father figure to Right. That's the thing. Well. Like there's always those, the, this movie does one thing where it doesn't use those typical, you know, tropes of these are the bad people in the business. Snakes in the grass. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is a nice, you know, a nice, uh, change of pace. Yeah. A nice change of pace. There really is no villain in this movie other than Connor's attitude and his reluctance to accept. His, he's you know, got low self-esteem. Stuff like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
but that you're right that there's nobody like there's no i mean henry obviously takes on hunter and says well it's just business but i mean that's not really other than that's just disappointing to connor it's not really backstabbing or being the villain well that all that stuff has to happen to connor in order for him to fully break down right right and it's a mockumentary too so yeah it's you know it's part kind of doc it's part it's not really your traditional three-act story Mm -hmm. so you're not it's not a fictional narrative it's 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 a different animal per se so you don't you have leeway to not have to worry about antagonists too much yeah Yeah. that kind of stuff like one of the things that when i was watching this was a lot of people referenced i was looking at the critic reviews was this a spinal tab i don't know if you've ever seen this a spinal tab I actually put it on. It's on HBO Max. So I was watching. I fell asleep, but I, was, <laughs> but I was watching the first half hour of it, and I was just trying to kind of gauge similarities. I think really just the similarity of, I think this is Spinal Tap is more about the whole business mm-hmm. and the band, the business, and less of like this movie is more about three friends. Yes, in in a business, which is which is probably very relevant to the three of them because this is probably they use a lot of probably experiences on their own and all these songs are probably sure they probably came up with a long long time ago uh oh yeah yeah. it was probably easy because you know we put it on the this or we use it on an album right right so i think that's probably what popstar has an added benefit of if you have three people in the lead that are basically this is their story almost obviously to heightening event Uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, exactly i don't think they're wearing that helmet with the the light in the sound (laughs) Megatron, uh, uh, Optimus Prime's dick. <laughs> Don't you want to be like Optimus Prime? You're not his dick. <laughs> and it makes the War of the Worlds sound. Yeah. 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 Why does it make that sound? I don't even know. <laughs> I, lo- I love when Connor's, uh gets his clothes taken from him. He's naked on stage. And Owen's like, oh, oh I got you, Connor. I, I got to beat. And he's trying to play something, but he can't figure it out. So he plays his audio book, starts playing at the whole concert. Because <laughs> his whole thing is he has all this equipment. He goes, I got this, this board, this board right here. This my, is a, a legit, this board. My first synth. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, so you use all that during the show? No, I got this iPod. <laughs> everything's on here. Everything's on here. Like the whole show. And a bunch of, bunch of sick audio books. Yeah, I think because when they, they take him to visit Lawrence or he's like, oh, man, you came, you dropped that beat just at the right time. He's like, yeah, thanks. It's like... <laughs> So what was your uh, favorite song out of in the movie? I think the not gay song I liked the most. The opening song was the Adam Levine one, right? Yeah. Whereas uh, holograms are What are the other I know the other. Obama the Obama one, the um Fuck Bin Laden the, one. The Bin Laden one. A, that, I like it, but it's just Mona Lisa. I like the opening. I like how he just <laughs> talking about like how she, you know, she's gar looks like she a looks garbage, garbage pail kid, like that stuff, yeah. <laughs> Uh no, I think the 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 not gay song. I thought that was funny. Why? What's your favorite song? Uh, probably the Mona Lisa song. <laughs> you don't like the Espana song? Uh, I went there. It's like they all have a. <laughs> what does he say? They all they all pronounce. I went to Spain and they all pronounce their s's like th like like yeah. And he's just yeah. You didn't like the ending song, the song that brings them together. It's you know it's the funny. song that brings them together is funny too. I like that. That's more typical Lonely Island. Oh, that song? That song, yeah. Yeah. But no, I like that. And he's got the Michael Bolton in the background. Yeah. It's very similar to, they had Michael Bolton do their Pirates of the Caribbean song, where they're trying to do a real song, but Michael mm-hmm. Bolton has just watched Pirates of the Caribbean. So when he's doing his bridge, he can't help but sing about Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> when they're trying to sing about putting your lady to bed. 
Just <laughs> as sweet as the whole plot of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> so that that's that's pretty good. I forgot about that. That, that is good. What the end song? The end song, yeah. I mean, I think the Bin Laden song is better than that song. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's always like that. The end, like the song that's supposed to be the final, you know, the final song is never as good as the other ones. Like even in Bill and Ted, like the song that they God the, gave rock and roll to you. The song they sing it's like a ballad, and you're just like, eh. that's the song that unites the world. But not really. Not really though. Yeah, I mean, if you kind watch the Face the Music's got a different song there, pal. I know. I know. <laughs> it's not about the music though. It's about the fact that the whole world is playing. Spoiler alert. Oh, okay. <laughs> I still I like that movie. I like that movie too. Yeah. I do like when uh, you know Schaefer's character Lawrence goes off and does his own solo thing and he's singing about the things in his Jeep. Yeah. Uh, you don't get the full song, but and then you cut to like his solo career didn't take off because you cut to Quest Love going, yeah. yeah, I didn't really connect to that song because I didn't have those things in my Jeep. <laughs> 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 I, just, <laughs> I thought that was really good. <laughs> you know, they get they get a lot of these people to like start saying like Usher admits like i started dancing because of the style <laughs> like, that's how his career started I, I i think those moments are really really good and, and add to the movie and then i like um justin timberlake's role oh, as Ty- tyrese Yo, cut those carrots slower or softer <laughs> <laughs> he's singing nobody wants to hear you sing leave it to the professionals <laughs> and at the end he's the fish yeah. it was me i was the fish <laughs> But we know he wasn't the fish. I mean, come on. No. You know, that was just something. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> you had me for one day. Exactly. Because yeah. he's in the same spot. Yeah, he's like, okay, let's just shoot this part and move on. Although I do, do love what he goes, I really enjoy when he, he likes my food. And he's watching through the window of the door <laughs> and watching him eat a carrot. He's like, gives the thumbs up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who bought his, who bought his uh, horrible horse pick for 1150? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> this is my this is my best picture. This is pretty much the exact horse. I got the original somewhere I can show you. <laughs> Clearly these aren't the right colors. This is like a green and a red. The horse was not this green. And red. <laughs> I do like when he's got the uh the Matthew Modine mask though. And then Owen says, "You look like Jason Siegel." And he goes, "Yeah, you know." And he takes off the glasses and does the the weird head bob. You know, I'm really looking for Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Good movie though. Good movie. Is it though? I like forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. Do you not like it? Not, not a fan. <sighs> Who directed <laughs> That's that? That's why we don't do comedy movies. Um, what? Because I don't like it? Because it's not as funny? I don't think you like a lot of comedy movies. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I, supposed to, <laughs> am I supposed to like the ending of the movie where I have to listen to a vampire puppet song? You don't like the vampire puppet song? I don't think it's as funny as everyone thinks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Did Judd Apatow direct that? He produced it. I don't know if he did direct it. I don't want to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> hey Siri. <laughs> who directed that? that? Hang right on! Up. Shut up! <laughs> who directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Oh, it's telling. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Siri. Who directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Which Forgetting Sarah Marshall? There's two of them? Nicholas Stoller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Apple. Hey, Apple. We don't, we, don't, we don't like sharing information either. Yeah, we believe privacy is important. Yeah. All right, we're done, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, comedies are tough to do here on the show because it's really just us talking about how much we think they're funny. And it's really tough to break them down. Well, that's the thing. It's either 
us breaking down why it's funny or us breaking down why it's not funny. Yeah. And no one wants to listen to an episode where we talk about why a movie's not funny. Although we have done that with other movies already. Well, those <laughs> audience choice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, how come we haven't seen another one? Not another pop star, but how come we haven't seen another movie by these guys? I think that might be what the Bash Brothers movie was supposed to be. I don't see why. It's like a beginning of maybe them trying to get back into it. I don't see why they can't get a deal with one of these streaming sites to do whatever movie they want to do well on a small budget and just put it out there. This movie costs $9 million, $20 million. $20 million. Probably because all the sets and stuff for the concerts is probably pretty Uh, expensive. It's I mean, a lot of guests you don't guys. have you. I mean, you think they paid all those cameos? I think some of them were probably friends, but some, uh, Mariah didn't do it for free. I can't see Mariah. Carey so you see like, OK, let's maybe like a certain. OK, let's say 50 percent friends, 50 percent paid. Right. Right. OK. And then the concert stuff. Well, the concert stuff that the the, the front. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. The locations. Uh, yeah, I guess they're their salaries. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's probably most of the budget. But yeah. No way you can't do this on Netflix for maybe 15, 10. Yeah. I just put it on net. I'm sure this would do much better as a free movie on Netflix than it did in theaters. This would probably be pretty popular on Netflix if it came out and people were like, oh yeah, I'll definitely watch that for free. Well, granted Sandberg is on Brooklyn nine, nine right now. So let's say Brooklyn nine, nine ends, which will probably soon. Well, this was in the middle of Brooklyn nine, nine. No, well. I know that I'm saying they just did the pot. He just did Palm Springs, which was him. And not, I don't think all of them were together, but pretty much their, their crew. Yep. If after Brooklyn Nine Nine ends, I wouldn't be surprised if like you see the Lonely Island sign up to Netflix or Hulu, and it's like a five picture deal, like similar to what like Sandler does. So you know, like he just oh, sure, he yeah. re-upped with Netflix, and I you could say all you want about Adam Sandler about how he's not funny, he's not this, his movies do well on Netflix, it's and that, that he's it, not funny. It's his Netflix movies aren't funny, but they, but they do well on Netflix. They oh, all that. do well because again, he might be samey, but he's still Adam Sandler. You still want. To watch it because you still want to root for him and hope it's going to be good and but, you don't have to pay anything. But they're not they're not 100% terrible. There's stuff in there that's funny. That Western one is. Which uh, that's a long time ago. Absolutely did garbage. I see that one? <laughs> but it's not just his movies, too. It's like the one that Spade did was him. What, uh, what was it like the wrong the wrong Molly or the wrong something like Missy? That, oh, something that like that. that, was that well, well, he produced it. So that's part of that. Oh, I didn't know that was part of that. Yeah. Contract. Yeah. Okay. Which I, and was I, the uh, I watched that one. And it's actually, it's got some funny stuff in it. Was the one with Jennifer Aniston, was that, did that count yes. as the murder mystery one? Yeah, that's That one. counted as one yeah. of them? Okay. And they're doing that again. They're doing a sequel. Well, that one was not but, bad. But here's the thing. But like, that one wasn't supposed to be an Adam so He just kind of- But everybody crapped over. on him for doing, oh my God, he's starting to live. What's he doing? What's he doing? Everyone crapped on him. And it's like, yeah, you're not saying that anymore, are you? Because he knew what he was doing. He was smart. I mean, they're still saying that, but yes, he is smart about that. <laughs> He's, he can, they can say that all he wants. He, he, it's not like, listen, he can turn around and just do an uncut gems with somebody else. And then all of a sudden he, oh my God, Adam Sandler is so great. Adam Sandler is so great. Like, that's the thing. He can go pick a movie role that he wants to do that's more dramatic. Well, yeah. And go do it. No and then doesn't. make his boatload of money and laugh everyone else to the bank as he's just basically going on vacation for all his movies with exactly. all his friends. It's not about having money. It's about going on vacation with his friends. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. So you're telling me that if me and you sign a deal with Netflix to do like eight movies and it's just us messing around doing a bunch of movies that we love, you're not going to be bad, mad about that? I'm not going to love that. Yeah, exactly. No, so one, sh- no one's saying like Adam Sandler didn't make out. Like, oh, that's a great deal. It's just I, just because I don't like his mo- those movies doesn't mean anything. Eh. But I'm not going to crap at him for my it. My whole point was that a great deal. I wouldn't be surprised if The Lonely Island follows that as well. No, I think so. I think maybe that. 
Bash Brothers thing was like them testing the waters. Right. It was also really weird. See, the one thing you don't have on Netflix right now or Hulu or anything, you don't have like, you don't have like many channels. So you don't have like a section where like you can just go to like a Lonely Island section on Netflix. Right. Where you would get all their music videos and then all their movies and everything. It's not that that's not the only place you can get them, but they've collected them for you. Kind of like with Spotify where you have, if you want to listen to a band like Weezer or, or, you know, Nirvana or something like that, they have that thing that's like, this is Nirvana, this is Weezer. You just listen to all their songs right there. You never have that on these other streaming sites, but you can with this talent. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's going to happen, but I don't know. We're pontificating about the future. Who knows? <laughs> so get ready for the forgotten cinema section on uh, Netflix. Oh, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's Popstar. Mike, why don't you let everyone know where they can find us? It's the end of our hundredth episode. Already? I was going to do that after. Okay. <laughs> you can find us on forgotten cinema podcast.com. You can also find us at forgotten entertainment.com because we are part of the forgotten entertainment family, which includes a multitude of great podcasts that you should check out. We're also available on the social medias at either Forgotten Cinema or Forgotten Cinema Pod, depending on where you go. Check us out. We post every weekday. We have awesome, fun commercials uh, that are also stupid and fun, just like Popstar, every Thursday. I wonder what we'll do for this. We're going to have to do another music video. Oh, no. Don't, don't make me sing. Yes. I'm going to have to go get voice oh, we're gonna, lessons. We'll rap. I'm going to have to get voice lessons. Yeah, that's what they need. Two white guys rapping. That's another That's another thing we need to do. Well, the Beastie Boys rap. Yeah, we're not we'll really. We're not the Beastie Boys. We're not them. You don't know. <laughs> we haven't even tried. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's where you can find us. Let us know what you think about our episodes. Rate, review, and subscribe. Email us at forgotten cinema podcast at gmail.com. Right? Forgotten cinema pod at gmail.com. Jesus, I can you never suck at this. Forgotten cinema pod at gmail.com and let us know what you want us to do. I mean, we're not, not necessarily going to get to it right away, but we'll put any suggestion on our list and we'll get to it in time. Well, that is a wrap on episode 100. Congratulations. Congratulations, Butler. I should have gotten one of those like, <gasps> well, you know, you do edit this. You can also just add that sound effect in. Oh my God. Doofus. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start our f- next 100 episodes with episode 101 next week, where we're going to 1994. Talk about a Kevin Costner movie known as The War. Never seen it. Never even heard of it. Excellent. That's what I like. And I'm sure because it's in the 90s, we probably never can find it. So that's fantastic <laughs> as well. <laughs> this is going to be another shoot to kill situation. Well, shoot to kill is royalty free. That's why we're able to get it yeah, on gonna, YouTube. But if this ends up on YouTube, it's going to no. be in like 18 parts and I'm going to be missing. No, part no, we should be able to. We should be able to get this. <laughs> I, it's, uh, it should be. We should be able to get this. We somebody please bring back video stores so we can rent these. <laughs> <laughs> There's a blockbuster in like Wyoming or something. That's a little bit too far for me. It's a little bit. So yeah. I mean, we can't we can't really uproot the podcast out to Wyoming because, you know, we talk about steers and stuff like that. Right. There steers, steers out there. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right. That's next week. The war. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. This has been Forgotten Cinema, episode 100. Woo!